Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Make a Move with Denise. I have a wonderful message for you guys today. I hope all is well. We're going to jump right into it. We're going to start off with a question. How to obtain kingdom wealth. So family, I went to a conference, a business and leadership conference um, last weekend. And the Lord spoke a word to me. This is more like a prophecy. But it wrapped up everything that the conference, while I was there, he spoke it to me. But it just sums up everything that he's he's trying to tell his people in order to obtain the kingdom wealth. Um, the Bible talks about uh, the wealth of the righteous, which is us, is laid up with the wicked. So we need to get it from laid up to out here in the kingdom so we can use it for kingdom purposes and, and to make our lives easier also and other one, other people's lives, right? Um, God needs this money to be transferred into his people's hands so that it could go to good works. You know, there are many people with prayers, many people that need to be saved, many works need to be done in the kingdom, but his people don't have the money in their hand. The kingdom is not short of money. There's no shortage in the kingdom. God could get anything to you from anywhere at any time. And this is a fact. But imagine if all of us, if everybody that believed in God and Jesus is their savior would come together and do what God is saying, there would be a lot of, lot more money at hand and resources at hand for the kingdom of God to reach the souls, the lost souls. You know, many people are hungry and so we can go to them and preach Jesus. But if their stomach is growling, they're going to say, we need food. Even Jesus felt fed the disciples before he started to preach with the, with the fish, you know, um, people are hungry. People need their, their needs met first. And then you can, you can preach the gospel after their bellies are full. You can say, you know, then you could tell them about Jesus. That would be wonderful. And and not some people don't need to eat physical food, but they have other needs. And once you can meet those needs, God can get the glory. Right. It's it's selfish. You know, a lot of times we say, oh, well, I just I don't want a lot. I just want a little bit because we're just thinking about ourselves. But when we get over the selfishness. Because it is selfish to just want to meet your needs. No, we should have more than enough so we can help someone else. You know, um, God's people got it all mixed up. We got it all mixed up. And I am here to help you to correct those thoughts. So I'm going to jump right into the prophecy that he told me while I was there. So I'm going to read it and then I'll break it down so that everyone can understand it. Okay. So he says, participate and present your gift. This is how you will be a part of the wealth transfer. The prosperity, the abundance, the joy is all wrapped up in this process. Trust the process. This is the only way I designed it. But you have to participate. Everything you desire awaits you, but it's all connected to your divine purpose. Come on and participate. Trust the process. You'll be glad. This is why it is imperative that you teach my people purpose. They have suffered for too long. My people perish for lack of knowledge. The church has taught on miracles only, but purpose and miracles go together. And when the two agree, this is when the explosion of blessings begin and continues as long as you continue. There's always more. You've never arrived. As long as you are breathing and you continue to pursue the more that is available to you, this is where the blessings will chase you down. As my word says about, as my word says, but it's a process hidden within your destiny, which awaits you. But the key is obedience. Obedience when you don't understand. Obedience when you, when it doesn't make sense. Obedience when you don't want to. Obedience when you're scared. This is why faith is necessary. 
It's a necessary ingredient. Only with faith is the unknown. I'm sorry. Only with faith in the unknown will you be able to trust the process and come all the way through. Take my hand. Let's go. Get everything. I'm sorry. Take my hand. Let's go and get everything that belongs to you. The enemy has kept my people captive for too long. Renew your mind. Obtain the mind of Christ so you can see what I have in store for you. But you have to be able to see yourself the way I see you. Our vision needs to match up. The power of agreement is the key also. It won't work unless you can put my lenses on and see what I can see. You need the lenses of grace. Now, family, this was just like, oh my gosh, this pretty much summed up everything. I mean, I learned so much and over time I will be sharing that with you, but God is saying, I'm going to go through it. He says, participate in, and present your gift. Come on with it. What is that burning desire? What is that thing that you think about that you, that sometimes some of us do it, but we do it for ourselves. You know, the world needs you to share it with them. They're waiting on you, Right. He says, this is how you'll be a part of the wealth transfer. Family, you have to have something. You have to bring value to someone in order for them to pay you, you know? And and so a lot of us give value to people for free, and there's nothing wrong with that. But God is God is about his business. He's a businessman. He he's looking for managers, right? He says the harvest is great, but the workers are few. Okay. Um, someone somewhere or people are waiting on whatever it is that you have. We have to release it. This is the time. It's the time to release it. That is how the transfer is going to happen. A lot of us in the church, especially we're waiting for God to rain money on us and, and we got it all backwards. The enemy has blinded us because he's in the pulpits and he's teaching and, and you have some pastors and I'm not getting on the church because a lot of, a lot of church and a lot of pastors got it, but the congregation is so blinded. It, it can go both ways, but some, a lot of us, too many of us, let me say that don't have it. And God is saying, get up and participate. Stop being lazy. Get up and participate. Right. I had to go through this myself, family. I am not exempt. Right. So he's saying, that's how the transfer is going to happen. You're going to present a need to the wicked and to the righteous, to the whole world. But that is how the, that's how it happens. And then the wicked will pay you for your services. Okay. Let's take Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A is a known believer in Christ. Most Chick-fil-A's are closed on Sundays. The only one I ever saw open on Sunday was the one in LA. And I don't know, but they know that who, what kingdom he comes from. And he's always a talk of the town. Okay. That is an example of the transfer of wealth, right? He's giving them his value, which is chicken. And the wicked is giving them his money, their money. That's how it's going to happen. And I'm not saying God don't, God doesn't do miracles because he does. He absolutely does. I've, I, I experience personal miracles and I've seen people receive miracles, you know, and some things like healing, you're going to need a miracle. So that has its place, but family, we need to get up and plow, put the plow to something. We have to do something. We're managers. We're called to manage the earth. He gave us dominion over the earth. No longer. We have to, we have to do what we have to do. We have to pick up the baton and keep going. So he says the prosperity and the abundance and the joy, all of it is wrapped up in it because you'll find joy in serving other people. Jesus said the greatest in the kingdom is a servant. We're thinking about servant, like maybe, at least I know that's how I used to think about it. Like, oh, maybe serving in your church or feeding the poor. And that's, that's serving too. But he's saying in this sense, serve up your gift, serve up your gift, um, sharpen it. You know what I mean? Whatever it is, just improve on it. Whether it's, whether you have to take courses or, or, you know, whatever it is to make your gift better so you can present it to the world. That's where it is. That's where your prosperity is. Right. He said, this is the only way he designed it like that. But he said, the only way you're going to get in is pretty much you have to participate, right? Everything you await, everything awaits you. 
but it's connected. He's saying this once you get on path with your divine purpose, this is where it's going the switch is going to happen. You know, and and let me tell you something else. Sometimes when we are not in our purpose, little foolish things happen. You know, I can remember there was a time in my life where I just kept having accidents for no reason, like silly accidents, like weird stuff was happening. That's because I was not in my purpose. And many of you could probably think right now back at times where you weren't even close, you just weren't on target. You weren't on your path. You got off the path, you know, get back on your path. Right. And he says, um, my people perish because of lack of knowledge. That's why I'm giving you this knowledge. The church has taught only on miracles. I spoke about that right now, but purpose goes with miracles. You know, you'll start something small and you won't even realize what a big thing it'll turn out to. You know what I mean? A a miracle matched up with you just doing what God says. It equals you delivering, I'm sorry, manifesting, birthing your purpose, right? But you have a part to play. You definitely have a part to play. And let's not forget that. And he says, when the two go together, this, the explosion of blessing begins. Many of us, including myself, we're going to kick ourselves and say, my God, I wish I would have started this before. I wish I would have started before. I'm telling you, I'm pretty sure of it. And he's saying, as long as you continue, in other words, I don't care if you're 80, as long as you open your eyes, there's something to do. There's people that's 90 and write books at 90. There are people that are a hundred and are bedridden and still bring value. So it's, there's no excuse. You never arrive. You've never arrived. As long as you're on this earth, you in Christ, you've never arrived. There's always more in the kingdom of God to do. There's always more. That's why you see people start one business and branch off into others, right? Somebody, Chick-fil-A started just serving chicken sandwiches and fries, and now he has other things. It's all chicken. It's all related, but you got to keep going. God gives you the idea. And the good news is he puts this inside of you. He has anointed you to do this. No one else can do it like you do it. There will be a hundred people that, that, that are photographers, but nobody could take pictures like you. You understand what I'm saying? Your gift makes room for you. All of this is in the Bible, right? There's a spot for you still family. It's not too late, right? But he says it's a process. So we have to go through the process, right? And he also says a key is, is obedience, right? Obedience when, Denise, he told you, when you don't understand, obedience when it doesn't make sense. Everything in the kingdom of God, most of the times it does not make sense. That's why the Bible says he hides this from the prudent man, the wise and prudent man. This means the, uh, the elites of the earth. They're so smart. They're so smart. Smart people, they cannot... You cannot understand the kingdom of God. So I advise you to just come to him as a, that's why the Bible says, come to me as a child. A child is not that, that doesn't have that much wisdom, right? Because they haven't had a lot of time on the earth. So they come, they're like void of knowledge and they're coming empty because they're coming to receive from God. We as adults need to take, to look at children and, and mimic them. Because that's exactly how you're going to get filled up. You have to come to him empty. You can't come smart with your wits and you're so smart, blah, blah, blah. No, you're not. You're smart, but you're not smarter than God. And I'm here to tell you that today. And if you think you are, you better get it straight. Because you're absolutely, he's all knowing. He's all knowing, honey. And... You know, it's just not going to make sense. And even when you're scared... Even when you're scared, I was scared to even do this podcast, to even do YouTube. I mean, if I tell you my story, I mean, I was scared, but I'm scared to stand before God and say, well, what did you do with my time? I'm more scared of that than anything else, right? I don't want him to be disappointed and I don't want to rob you guys of whatever knowledge I have, you know, so we should all be presenting our gifts to the world, you know, um, And then he says, you know, when you're not able to obey, that's why faith is necessary. It's a necessary ingredient because the only way to follow God blindly is you just have to believe. And what's, what, what is faith? Faith is something that you cannot see. You're just going to have to believe that it's going to work. Like 
We have faith all the time. You never saw your brain, but you believe. I heard somebody say this and it made sense. You never saw your brain, but you believe you have a brain. You have faith that you have a brain, right? So we're just going to have to use faith. This system only works by faith. That is the only currency of heaven is faith, right? God's goodness plus our faith plus obedience equals manifestation, okay? Obedience and faith is, is definitely, God is already good. So we don't need to move his hand. He's a good God, even when we're not good. We have a part to play. So we need to have faith in the unknown. Uh, without it, you won't be able to trust the process, right? He's saying, take my hand, come all the way through. Let's go get everything that belongs to you. All your stuff is guarded by the enemy. It's guarded by the kingdom of darkness. All he does is stay. He puts a wall up so that you won't know who you are. You won't know what you have in front of you. He steals our identities. You know what I mean? To make you insecure, to make you think that, oh, I can't do it. But once you start to find out, family, who you truly are, ooh, nothing can stop you. Nothing can stop you. You're unstoppable once you know who you are. You could trust God. You could take his hand. He will not shame you. I'm telling you, take a leap of faith. Whatever he's telling you to do, do it. Do it. You will not be disappointed. I'm not saying it's going to be easy, but the only work that we have to do is really just believe. Believe and do whatever God is telling you to do. And it, sometimes it takes a lot. Honestly, it does take a lot to have faith. But once you keep building your faith muscles, you just get stronger. And you like, you'll be like a bodybuilder in the spirit realm. Meaning that you'll have, your faith will be so strong. It'll be so, you'll be able to endure because you know that the God that delivered you before will, will deliver you again. And so when you get this, you, you'll be unstoppable, right? He's saying the enemy has kept my people captives for too long. Why? Because he's blocked our minds. We're concerned with everything else of the world. We need to shut it down, shut the TV off, shut social media off, shut your phone down. And listen to the voice of God because he's always talking. He's always talking. I'm not special. The pastor's not special. The people that hear from God is not special. They just make special time for him. That's all it is. They make special time for him. And, and truth be told, I'm always available. And I pray that you are too. The people that are always available to hear from God and, and got, you know, like a direct phone line, he could talk to us at any time. The Holy Spirit needs to be comfortable, right? So he's saying, renew your mind, obtain the mind of Christ so that you can see what I have in store for you. The Bible, all, renewing your mind is really, honestly, it's just obtaining the mind of Christ. You're starting to think like God. You're changing your mind about the way you see things. It's like a light. It's like the light bulb goes off in your mind like, oh my gosh, I didn't know, you know, but once you know, you can move on what you know. You will no longer perish because of lack of knowledge. You'll no longer live in lack because of lack of knowledge. You'll no longer be afraid because of lack of knowledge. You'll have the knowledge that you need to have, the knowledge that the enemy has been trying to hide from you by distracting you and making you so busy in this world system, working at someone else's job. And I'm not, I'm not disqualifying people because I still work and I'm not disqualifying that, but you should be working on your own stuff on the side, right? Because we all have a gift, truth be told. And it's an exchange. You give me, I give you. Right? We buy products all the time. This is this is a, a um an example of presenting your gift, right? An exchange of services. I give you my service, you give me your money. That's how it goes. There's no other way around it. Um so you need to change your mind to see what God has in store for you, right? But the only way that's going to happen is you have to be able to see yourself the way God sees you. There's a song by, I think her name is Sanash. It's called, I Know Who I Am. She, she knows who she is. The song is saying, I know who I am because it's been revealed to me who I am, right? Who you are is how God sees you. You need to begin to un un unravel that, unveil it. You need to see yourself the way God sees you. Otherwise, you can't, You won't be able to participate. You won't even think you're worthy to participate because the enemy has blinded us for so long and he uses family, friends, media, the world system that tells you all the things you should be 
Meanwhile, that's not who you even are. That's why when you renew your mind, people feel like they don't know you anymore. They don't know the old you, right? Because now you have a new you that you, that you realize, oh my God, this is who I really am. This is what I'm really capable of. Capable of. I truly believe that people are more afraid or equally, I should say, afraid of failure and success because I scare myself sometimes. And I'm sure you do too, just thinking about it. Like, oh my God, you want this, but you're like, can I handle it? But you are, you're built to handle it. You're built to handle it. God knows what you could handle. Um, it also says your vision needs to match up, right? That that's why you need to see, you need to be on the same page as, as God and, and how he sees you. Because even in a marriage, if your visions don't match up, most those marriages don't last. You're, you're on two different flights, you know, and you're not going to the same, you're not going to the same destination. But when you come together, the power of agreement is, is amazing. Even in business, if you have a business partner, if your business partner does not agree with you, if you guys don't share the same vision, it's, it won't work. You will have a failed business. I've seen it, right? So God is saying it won't work unless you put my lenses on so you can see what I see, right? You need the lenses of grace. I pray to God you guys have to get God give them the lenses of grace today. Ears to hear, eyes to see. I often tell people I wish I could give my eyes and my ears to people so they could see what I see. Because sometimes you talk to, you know, people in your life and they, they don't understand. And I get it. They're not supposed to understand. But I wish that they did, you know. And so this is a scripture that I had to go with everything I was talking about. It's in Luke. I'm going to post it. Luke 16, 8. It says, and the Lord commended the unjust steward. You know what that means? Unjust. We are the just. They are the unjust. But he commended the unjust steward. Why? Because he had done wisely. Right? He presented his gift. And then he says, for the children of the world are in their generation wiser than the children of light. God is saying the children of darkness is wiser than the children of light. No, we need to wake up. We need to, we're missing something. We need to wake up. Okay. Um, the Bible talks about in revelation where he's in the last days, he's going to, um, expose darkness and light. Right. So we will see, we'll see an increase in evil also because he said it, he will allow this in the last days. And, um, He's exposing what the enemy's been hiding from us. And he's exposing the kingdom of God also, right? He's giving us knowledge. Be open to it. Have an open line to him all the time, right? And then um, Luke 6.38 says, given it shall be given unto you. I know you guys heard this. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall men give into your bosom. For with the same measure that ye might... with give shall be measured to you again. Now pastors usually use this to get you to give and there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not knocking anybody, but this also means to give, give what Denise, your gift, give your gift and it will be given back to you, shaken down, pressed together, running over. Will men give into your bosom, right? That's what he told the man for Chick-fil-A. I don't know his name. And men are given into his bosom. Yesterday, I bought Chick-fil-A for Treat Friday for my children. And the line was wrapped. They have a wonderful system. It was, it was long. People wait for it. You understand what I'm telling you? Please hear what I'm saying today, guys. Please, we have to serve up our gifts. We have to present it. A lot of us are begging God for stuff and everything. Oh, God, I need, I need. He's saying, did you do the last thing I told you to do? Stop begging and be obedient. That is what he's saying to us, guys. We have to get this. We have to get this. And I'm, I'm speaking to everyone, but not everyone's going to get it. The Bible talks about our only a remnant getting it. Please be the remnant that he's speaking about. A remnant is a very small, a small, um, he showed it to me in the spirit realm, like a swirl on ice cream, like a fudge swirl. And that, that really, it's just like, oh my God, just that. And that's why these people are called the chosen ones. They're chosen because they made their mind up to follow God. 
and do what, because many are called, but the chosen are few. I know you heard this before, but the only thing that separates the call from the chosen is the chosen decides to say, yes, yes, I will do it, Lord. Yes, I will serve up my gift. Yes, I will fry chicken and feed the world. Yes, I will um, do hair. Yes, I will do eyebrows. Whatever it is that God is telling you to do in this season, yeah, it's him. And the church is all confused because they don't think God does business. They think God is this, you know, he is holy, don't get me wrong, but he, um, he's practical, he's pragmatic. This word needs to work in our lives. It's not just a cute little story. It's time for application, guys. It's, you cannot just meditate the word and never see manifestation. The Bible says, watch the fruit. Watch the fruit. Not everybody that watched Jesus, Jesus, watch the fruit. We need to bear fruit. Jesus is coming around. He's cursing trees. And if your tree don't have no fruit, it will be cursed. And I know this is a hard message, but I'm telling you right now, you won't be glad. You won't be, you won't be sad that you, you, God will never shame you. If you follow him, believe me, I don't, it, it sounds crazy. If you read the stories in the Bible, come on, people marching around a building until the building falls, that's crazy, but it worked. You understand what I'm saying? Please hear me today, family. Anyway, I hope this message has been a blessing to you guys. And I pray that you get it. I pray that you'll be doers of what you heard today and not just hearers, right? Go get your stuff. Take his hand and go get your stuff. Be obedient to what he's telling you today. Until next time, be well and be safe. It's Coach Denise checking out. Take care. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Make a Move with Denise. It's your host, Coach Denise, ready to give you a fresh word. Hope all is well. We're going to get right into it. Question of the day, what kind of faith are you working with? Now, stick stick around because I believe this will be a blessing to you don't matter what kind of faith you have, whether it be mustard seed faith, whether, you know, you don't have faith at all. God is so good that he will send someone in the gap for you to pray for you, right? And to believe God on your behalf. That is, what kind of God is this? That's the kind of God we serve, okay? But I want to get into like the meat of, you know, pretty much growing your faith. You know, a lot of us, we're in different stages in our walk with Christ and, you know, it's hard. It's hard. And even, even if you're all the way, you know, you have great faith. There's sometimes that you lose faith. Like you might have faith for, um, healing, but not finances or finances, but not healing just for an example. Right. So nobody's exempt. No one. So I want to let you know, though, if we work with what God has given us. And when I say work, I mean, cooperate, right? We have to cooperate with what he has given you. God has given you a whole crew, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, right? He also has given you his word, a.k.a. the Bible. Many of us don't like to read it. I get it because I was there, too. But my life changed once I opened it. You know, it's so many good things in it. My previous pastor, I might have mentioned this before, but he blessed my life that day he stood up on the stage and had salty tears rolling down his eye. And he said, family, if you do not open this word, you will never know what's in it for you. You will never be able to work the word, right? You cannot work something that you don't even know that's available to you. There's so many good things. And for me, I was like, oh, I can't, I don't understand the Bible, you know? And then every time you open it, you kind of like, you're tired, you get sleepy. You know what I mean? And I know you guys know what I'm talking about, but I'm telling you, if you ever knew the promises that was here in this written word for you, my God, you know, I don't want us to get to heaven and God pull back the curtain and show us all that he had for us. But we needed to know first, right? Some things are just waiting for you to have knowledge of it first. Okay? We have a, we have a part to play. It's time to play our part. 
right? He also gave you not only the Bible, but he gave you a tongue. Yes, your tongue, which is a powerful tool that we're supposed to use to create the life that we want. Unfortunately, most of us create a life we don't want. We spend so much time talking about unwanted things that we actually give life to it. We give it permission to live for years at a time. Some unwanted things in your life, family, they're just waiting for you to dismiss it, right? Remember, God gave us authority and dominion. So sometimes we're busy praying to God and asking God, you know, Lord, please. And God is saying, you do it, right? I gave you dominion from the very beginning, from the very beginning, Genesis um one twenty six says, um, I gave you, let me read it, matter of fact. And God says, let us make man in our own image after our own likeness and let him have dominion over the fish of the sea and the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over the earth and over all, every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth, Right? You know, it, 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 we gotta, we gotta take, we gotta take dominion over these things, right? God gave it to us. He can do no thing outside of us, right? You know, it hurts him to see his, his children perish because of lack of knowledge. I look around at people I'm in contact with and you see the problems, right? that all God's children are facing, right? And I know in my heart there's an answer. He never leaves us or forsakes us. No, we're just not seeking him or some of us seek him, right? And we're disobedient. We say, oh Lord, give us an answer. And then he gives us the answer and you're like, mm, mm-mm, that doesn't make sense. Just like when he told in the Bible, he told him to march around the wall and sing until it falls. That sounds crazy. Or a blind man to put mud on his eye. You, you know what I mean? Like, it just sounds crazy. But because we don't understand, right? But that's the thing. The things of God don't make sense to the natural man, a.k.a. the human brain right? The mind. We're too smart. We're too smart. That's why he says, come to me as a child. You have to come to him empty. You cannot come with your intellect and your accolades because you're not going to understand those kind of people. The, the, uh, how the system work is hidden from those kind of people. The Bible calls it a prudent man. You know, they're just too smart for the things of God, you know? And, um, that's why faith is so important, guys. Faith can only take place in the spirit. Faith really means you can't see it physically, but you can see it in the spirit or you can imagine it, right? Let me give it a dictionary meaning of um, faith. Faith means, the dictionary meaning means complete trust or confidence in someone or something, right? Like, um, Hebrews 11, 1, right? It it talks about, it talks about having the confidence, right? So it says now, and I like the, I like the new English version. Now faith is the confidence in what we hope for and the assurance about what we do not see. You see that? We don't see it. That's what faith is. You cannot see it. And sometimes it takes a long time. But you have to have patience. That's a fruit of the spirit, right? Some things God knows that you need right on time. Some things you're just not ready for. You're believing for it, but you're not ready for it. There's some work to be done. So you just have to trust his timing. You know, some things that we're having faith for, the enemy might be holding it up. You know, but that's why we need to go to God so he can give us the answers. There's always an answer, you know, and if he don't say nothing, you just wait, you just wait and you do all you can do to stand. 
and just wait. Right? Um, you can't see it physically. You can't see it physically, but you need to hold on to your faith. Right? Circumstances pull on our faith. Because we can't see it, feel it, hear it, touch it. Our senses can mess us up. Right? Because your senses are our first line. The first thing you can do is see. You can hear it. You know, the fact is you can see your present circumstances, right? Which is, which is always contrary most of the times to what you hope for. And that's why the Bible talks about cutting off, I'm sorry, plucking out your eye. He doesn't literally mean pluck out your eye, but he says in Matthew 5, 29, and if your, if your right eye offends you, pluck it out and cast it from you. For it is not profitable. Right? Mm. You know why he says that? He's saying, let me explain that. He's saying disregard what you see. Right? Disregard what you see. Because if your eyes, if you're not grounded and rooted in the things of God, can cause you to doubt the promises for, for the, you know, the things you've asked for, the things you've believed for, the promises written, written in a good book about you. That's why the Bible says, pluck it out. You're just disregarding it. Disregard the things you see. That's like, let me give you an example. Okay. You have pain in your body. Somehow you're going to have to disregard it. When you take your eyes off of it, it becomes smaller, right? Your finances is, is, you know, your, your bills are dancing around you, or maybe your bank account is not reflecting what you're believing God for. Take your eyes off of it. It becomes smaller when you take your eyes off of it and you put your, focus your eyes on Jesus, focus your eyes on, refocus, right? Look, I don't know, move, move your location, refocus what you're focusing on. Because as you focus on Jesus, everything else starts to shrink, around you and it becomes so small. You, after all, God can take care of anything, family. He could get anything to you from anywhere at any time. Always remember that. This is nothing to him, right? But he can't do anything without your faith. But he's so merciful. My God. Mm, mm, mm. He's very, very merciful. Have faith in God. Have faith in God. That is what he says to do. Mark eleven twenty two, And Jesus answered and said unto them, have faith in God. Right? And when he says this, this story, actually, I'm going to have to read this part for you so you know how it ties in. So Mark eleven twenty two says, have faith in God. That's what Jesus said to them. Right? And then eleven twenty three says, for verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he shall say shall come to pass. He shall have whatever he saith. But then there's some stuff, there's stipulations with this. Mark eleven twenty four. it says, therefore I say unto you, whatsoever things you desire, when you pray, believe you receive them and you shall have them. You have to believe, Right? that you already received them and you shall have them. And then he asks you to do something else in 25. He says, and when you stand praying, forgive. That's another key. If you have ought against any, anyone, mm, that your father will, which I'm sorry, that your father also, which is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. So God is saying, what you expect me to do for you, you need to be able to do for other people, right? But if you do not forgive, mm, neither will your father forgive you, which is in heaven, forgive your trespasses. So that's, that's a, that's a key. That is a key. That is a key guys. And let me tell you, forgiveness is a biggest, one of the biggest keys. That's if I never learned anything else that changed my forgiveness. Okay. I have a video on my YouTube, um, channel and it says, um, how to forgive, right? It's something like that. I'll post it, but check it out because that's a big key. 
that is a, that can a- absolutely hinder us, right? God is a God of order, guys. I don't want to waste your time and tell you and not tell you the whole truth. That's why Jesus told his disciples to forgive. Another thing is that he asks us to forgive. How many times? How many times? 70 times 700. That's in Matthew 18, 21. Right? This when Peter came to him and said, Lord, how, how often should I forgive my brother that sin against me? How much time I'm going to let him kick me in my back? You know, and he even, he said it sarcastically till seven times. And Jesus said unto him, I say not unto thee until seven times, but until 70 times seven, 70 times seven. Okay. I'm going to leave that there because only then I need to, uh, I need to say something else. Only then can you apply verse 26, right? I'm sorry, only then can you apply verse 24, where he says, therefore, I say unto you, whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe you receive them and you shall have them. Family, if you're upset with someone, you can't even believe. You can't. It blocks you. And that's why the enemy sends people to to trip you up, to block you from receiving what God has for you. He can only work through deception. Okay. And that's why we need to read the whole scriptures sometimes. You know, we go to one verse, I'll throw you one verse, but you need to go deeper because to get a better understanding, you need to know what he says before and after, right? That's why God also says, Second Timothy, study to show yourself approved onto God, right? So that you may rightly divide the word. That's, that's what he says. Study to show yourself approved that you might rightly divide the word. Okay. Um, pretty much that means work the word correctly and it'll work for you, but you have to study it. You have to, you have to open it. You have to meditate it, right? So that you know that you 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 can take dominion, like I said in Genesis one twenty six, he gave us dominion, and the enemy knew this. That's why he had to deceive Eve, so that we could open up our minds to the to the knowledge of good and evil, aka condemnation. Because if you're condemned, family, there's so many different aspects on why why you know our prayers are not answered, or it seems like it's not answered, you know. Um, condemnation. A lot of people suffer from that, right? Mm, mm, mm. And you know what the, the dictionary meaning of condemned is? Officially declared unfit for use. Satan loves that. The end. That's what he wants to say. The end. That's what the enemy loves to say about us. But glory be to God. As long as you're awake this morning, you still have a chance. You still have a a chance. Family, until the day we die, the enemy will forever try to deceive us. Because that's the only weapon he has. And his job is to attempt to trick us into focusing on facts and not faith. Mm. But thank God, faith trumps facts. I don't care what the facts are telling you. I've seen God do miracles in my life and people's lives that he has allowed me to experience. Okay. He is a good God. And you know what else? Even when you're faithless, God is faithful. Even when you're faithless, even when you're faithless, remember that God is still faithful. Like I said, he can send someone to stand in the gap for you. Unbeknownst to you, you wouldn't even know it. You wouldn't even know that there's people on assignment praying for you. There are many people that I see and the Lord will just say, say a prayer for them. Well, he'll just put something in my heart to say for them. Right. And so we need to be obedient to that, too. Right. Um. God is so good. God is so good. 
He really is a good God, family. I want you guys to know that and understand that. And now another powerful tool he gave us is, is angels. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. Which, by the way, they're looking for work. A lot of them are bored. Remember, they hearken unto the word of God. Speak the word only. Give them something to do. Open your mouth this morning and speak. Put those demons out of business, which, by the way, are also angels. I have a video on that, too, and it's called Exposed on YouTube. Mm-mm-mm. They're angels, but remember, they're falling angels. They still have to do what you said. You're in charge. You are, yes, family, you are in charge. And that did not change. Their job description never changed. They just went to the other side. So now they work, they work against you. When you open your mouth and you, and you, you're negative, you're doubtful, you speak these words of death and not life. That's when they're like, okay, boys, let's go. She said it. Oh, my back is killing me. Oh, they, they working on your back now. Oh, I'm dying to go there. You know, the, the, now like the lingo is like, oh, I'm dead. I'm weak. Like the, the young kids, that's what they say. And you don't understand. Every time you say that, they're working on you. They're working on you and let you try to switch sides. Then they're going to use everything you've ever said. Mm, my God. Against you. I've seen it in my own life. I'm like, Lord, I'm on your side now. What is going on? Where did this attack come from? And then he'll take me back. He'll take me back to something I said years ago. And that's that. I love the Holy Spirit years ago and say, this is where, this is where they got this from. He's always in the archives looking for us, looking for things that we said, things that he could use against us in the courts of heaven. I'm telling you. Mm, mm, mm. But my God, don't worry, because God has put a system into place that works for us. It's called the kingdom of God. Right? Follow what your father puts in place for your benefit. Family, we can't lose. The kingdom system works. It works. Right? The manual is the word. The access is Jesus. The president is God. The instructor is the Holy Spirit. We have to team up with them. Mm. And every resource God has given us. Family, God cannot do anything outside our permission. He needs somebody to say something so he can get to work. Right? And God is so good that even when we don't believe. Mm, I love Mark 24, 924. This is where... The father, there was a father and his son used to throw himself in the fire and all that stuff. And Jesus came. Mm. And the man was telling him in verse 22, and oftentimes my son cast himself into the fire, onto the waters to destroy him. Mm. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. And Jesus said, Unto him, if thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believe. And right away, the father said of the child, of the father cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe, but help thou my unbelief. As soon as Jesus saw that, mm, he rebuked the foul spirit. And you know what that says to me? When he says, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. That means he had a mustard seed of faith. And that's all it takes. That's all it takes. He was a little double-minded, double but he admitted it. You understand? So we have to tell God the truth. Father, I want to believe you, but I'm struggling. I'm struggling because I could see, I could see, you know, my finances. I could feel the pain. Oh my God, I hear the evil reports, Father God, but help me. Help me, Holy Spirit. We have to use the tools that's there. That's all this man said. A couple of words, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. And God is so good. My God, that's all he needs to work with. That is the currency of heaven, family. That is the currency of heaven. It works. You can apply it to anything. This is how we have the God kind of success. 
the God kind of prosperity. He said, I wish above all things that your soul may prosper. We can have triumph over every situation if we just bring it to God and work with him. Do whatever he's telling you to do, even if it does not make sense. Just do it. Obedience and, and fear of the Lord is, is the beginning of all things. I'm telling you, when you respect him and you're like, look, God, I don't understand, but I'm going to do it. It doesn't make sense, but I'm going to do it. Right? And you walking with him, you're just growing in your faith. Family, we got a lot of work to do. Right? But the work is not like physical, like, oh my God, I'm drawing. It's faith. And it is, it is hard. I'm not telling you that it's easy, but it gets easier. The closer you get to him, the more you allow him to, to show you his power. My God, in any situation, the stronger you get. And people will start looking at you like you crazy. You, how could you believe that? Look at what's going on. Yeah, because you in your secret place mm -hmm, with the most high and you stay there. You don't come out that house. You stay there. Okay. I don't care what they're saying on the news. And and another thing is don't give yourself more worldly information than, than heavenly information. Because you're feeding your flesh. And if you feed your flesh, your flesh will take over and start to rule your mind. And then you cannot believe God because you just know too much. Children, they don't know a lot. Okay. They only know what we give them or what we allow them to take in. That's why God says, come to me as a child. Children are empty. They come into this world empty. They learn as they go along. Empty yourself out and go before the cross and, and let your father fill you up. Let him fill you up and don't question it. And even, matter of fact, you can, you can ask him, but if he don't answer, you just do what he says anyway. All right, family, I hope this word has been a blessing to you. It's, you know, I come against, mm, I come against the spirit of condemnation because the Bible says now, there is no, now no more condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. That means you cannot feed your flesh. Okay. You go to God. I don't care what it is. You go to him. He's your father. If any of your parents and your kids mess up, when they mess up, you do not just cast them away. Well, most of us, I should say, you don't just cast them away. That's how God feels about us. You know, so don't be, do not let condemnation, that is an evil spirit, come between you and God. Okay? Family, I really hope that this has been a blessing. And I pray that you're a doer of this word and not just a listener. Okay? And don't tote the Bible. Read it. Take, take time. Just one or two. Start off slow. And I'm not a Bible scholar. I haven't read the whole Bible. But when you read it and you and you meditate it, when the time comes, the Holy Spirit will bring it back into your memory. And so that you can use it and you can say, oh, you're a liar. Mm -mm. You start to feel condemned. You pull out that word. Now there's no con no more condemnation for those on Christ Jesus. Bye. You 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 drop kick that spirit. OK. OK, guys, I'm really checking out now. Love you. See you next time. Thank you for tuning in. Until then, be blessed and be well. Take care.